0: Alright. Whyem dot uh swap uh, Phoenix Collider doing swapcast with a uh, special guests. Dig it.
1: Welcome to Swapcast. I'm super excited because I have guests on today, which means y'all don't have to listen to me talk by myself again for, like, the hundredth time. (laughs) So uh, we actually have the new directors of Swap, Velvet and Alexandria, if y'all would like to say hi. Hi.
0: Hello.
1: (laughs) Yeah, what we really want to do with this episode is a... um, New staff moving Swap in new directions, so get to know who the staff is, and that sort of thing, because I don't think we've... We made a, um, a public announcement on the Swap website, and there's been a couple tweets about it, but I don't think we've really um, had sort of like an in-depth get-to-know-the-new-directors of Swap sort of thing, so that's really the goal today. Um, so I'm probably just going to ask y'all a couple questions, feel free to answer, feel free to tangent, feel free to curse and laugh and cry and all that other good shit, um, but yeah, so, uh, Alexandra, you want to go first? You want to tell us a little bit about yourself and why you wanted to work with Swap?
2: Uh, what's up, everybody? I'm Alexandria. My pronouns are they, them. Uh, I've been a sex worker. I call myself a career sex worker. It just sounds fancy for other people mostly, but I've been a sex worker for most of my life and doing activism for free uh, because I wanted to, uh, because I wanted to help and I knew I could. And when you see when you see how bad things are, when you see how things could be changed or helped, you just want to help, especially when you're there. And I felt that personally. And I've done indirect, direct, you know, I've worked outdoors. I understand the disparities of working outdoors. But mostly I'm just a happy tourist person, disabled femme out here in these streets trying to get shit done. You feel me?
1: I love it. And Velvet, how about you? Yeah, hi. I've been a sex worker for a decade.
3: Um, I mostly now do domination and BDSM play, but I've done literally every fucking type of sex work you could possibly imagine. I feel like a lot of us are like that. Um, I'm also an organizer, and I'm also a social worker, um, and I live in Chicago, and, you know, I i don't know i'm kind of witchy and like i'm an immigrant and so i have to do a lot of stuff out of my free time connecting to my ancestors and doing like spells and shit so that's kind of where my mind has been this week but yeah i'm just kind of an all-around i'm all over the place
1: <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that all right so it's been a couple weeks um since y'all have started uh in the director positions at swap how is it going
2: you know, like most jobs, there's a learning curve for, you know, something that's new. And in this case, I was, my position changed, which was fine, I'm very happy to be where I am, but there's a lot more deep dive stuff that wasn't in my position before that is now. And so far I feel really good about the changes that I'm making, and though it can be stressful sometimes because, you know, we're dealing with a lot of folks, a lot of people. I try my best to stay grounded and remember what's important, and that's the bottom-up support part, and that's what I really care about, making sure resources get out to folks. That's my number one priority. I love that, actually.
1: How about you, Velvet? Yeah.
3: Um, I think I have a a much greater learning curve just because I'm like completely new to the organization. Um, I've kind of volunteered and fucked around with SWAP over the past couple years, but it's been such a transition to come into it internally. And so I, you know, I'm a Virgo rising. I always say this, but like, I'm really like organized. I just like want to already be perfect at things. Uh, But it's been such a really nice environment to give me like actual moments to pause and like take it slow and and really learn in a very deep way. So I'm really excited.
1: I have to say some of the highlights of my day are getting to have meetings with y'all because y'all crack me up during the meetings. I'm not even going to (laughs) lie. I enjoy, I enjoy the standings.
2: <laughs> no, I love having meetings with you both. It's really nice to be around other Black people because there's a certain level of comfort that we know we can, not guarantee, but we know on a baseline we're probably going to have. And if you're this, you know, high up as far as organizing goes, like, chances are you're going to be a chill motherfucker and you both really are. You both are those chill motherfuckers.
1: Well, I certainly
3: try, yeah, to and I think it's been really nice because we have—it's almost like a ritual. Like every day at the same time, we talk and we check in, and we you know, we talk about work, but we also talk about how we're doing, like, and whether that's like, oh, I'm super great today, or I'm like, oh, I'm taking all these meds, different meds, and I feel kind of fucked up. And you can just be honest to be yourself. I'm just like, wow, I haven't worked in a place like this before.
2: Honestly, I've I've never had that experience anywhere else except for here. The way that capitalism isn't running the organization, the people are and that makes a huge difference for me. I mean, Jesus it was a white man too, but you you know it's like we have, he was a historical figure. I mean,
1: that's a verifiable fact, as is Santa. I just want right. the kids watching to know that. Yes. But my point is, how do you just revise it, you know, in the middle of the legacy of the story
2: and change Santa from white to black? Yeah.
0: This this is Swapcast, folks. <laughs> Phoenix Kalita, you're back on. So really, we were talking about enjoying our blackness and you hit us
1: with a fucking Megyn Kelly, really?
0: Yes, ma'am. I need a new producer
1: um, Anyways y'all <laughs> We were saying uh, Yeah so we were talking about meetings And how we all enjoy them And please continue Yeah okay. it's my well, full yeah.
2: exile into a meeting And the, the capitalism part Isn't the main focus Like tell me about your numbers Tell me about your wins and losses And it feels so sterile uh-huh. But these are the only motherfuckers you're working with So your relationship with them should be professional, but it should also be way more transparent. And casualty usually lends to that. So you can have real conversations with people and not have these nicety, nice, niceties with them every five seconds. So it's not as genuine, you know.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So what are you most excited about um, when it comes to working with Swap? Like, what are some of the goals? Some of the ideas.
3: I will say, you know, like part of my role is like really doing like the strategic initiatives and vision, you know, obviously in a on a in a collaborative way, but spearheading the strategic initiatives portion of Swap, and it feels really exciting to be such an integral part of what the future of Swap can look like, Mm -hmm. Um, and especially coming in at a time where the organization is transitioning this like horizontal leadership it's like we get to really use our imagination <laughs> and not kind of like using Alexandria's words like not have an organization that is like so rooted in like traditional nonprofit capitalistic structure and I feel excited about how much learning I'm going to do as I'm helping um, you know further the vision and mission of Swap, mm-hmm. and that we all get to work together to to create something beautiful and abundant and maybe, like, different, so.
1: I love that. Um, Can you explain the concept of horizontal leadership? Because I think some folks may not be familiar with the term or the concept.
3: Yeah. You know, when we have, like, regular corporations or nonprofits, you have this hierarchy. Like, I think about the organizational tree um, or, like, the staff tree, and you have, like, an executive director, and then you have, like, a director, and then you have all these other people, and there's, like, this kind of, like... Hierarchy where you have a direct rapport and people are seen as like the subordinate. And that's actually, the word subordinate is language that I've experienced be used for positions I've been in. And I think SWAP has really pushed to move away from that. So we are a team of three co-directors that are all on the same level. Meaning, I think most importantly, like all of our voice in terms of decision-making has the same weight. And I've been in places where because you're a subordinate, your opinions are not really factored in. Um, we're taking, around, taking out that hierarchy and therefore like that kind of power by making sure that each of us um, has the same voice um, to the work that we're doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you for explaining that. I'm, I'm so excited about using this as a model, too, um, just because it is so different than so many other places. But if you're a social justice uh, organization, like how could you have anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, Alexandra, how about you? Where are you excited to see SWAP going?
2: I'm excited that more people are having an abolitionist mindset and that they are really taking a focus on the things that are really important. I think a lot of things get in the way of, you know, or can get in the way of activism. But I'm really excited to help these chapters focus on their goals more than anything so we can get, the, get help and get resources in the hands of the people in their community that need it the most, lots of education, stuff to boost morale too because we also need that. We need to know that you know breaks are important and that our boundaries are important. And we should be abiding by that for at least ourselves, but also for the other people around us we have to organize with. Absolutely. And hopefully teach myself some more lessons along the damn way.
1: (laughs) No, that's that's actually awesome. I think the thing I'm most excited about with Swap is actually seeing an organization that puts its principles into practice. You know, because there's always a lot of companies that say things like, oh, we value diversity and... You know, we value different lived experiences, but they never really show that when it comes to, like, leadership. They don't show that uh, when it comes to who's involved with taking things in different directions or doing the decision making, you know. And it's like, I feel like Swap has said that, you know, um, being social justice minded is important as an organization and I just really love that like now there's like follow through with it like you know what I mean so it's just Mm -hmm. like we really Mm -hmm. are putting into you know practicing what we preach if you will and I'm just like so excited about that I'm I'm, like please let this be like the future of sex worker rights activism (laughs) like I want every org to do this you know to have um this sort of uh, approach to things I'm just I'm so excited about it I really am but yeah, yeah. So I don't know. What do y'all want to talk about? What do y'all want? What do y'all want people to know? I know I'm leaving it very open ended, but <laughs> let
3: me think. Mm-hmm. I guess I want people to, you know, something that I'm seeing reflected in swap is like that. Sex workers are of so many different gender identities. And when I think of sex work in the mainstream, I think of thin, cisgender, white, straight women. Mm -hmm. And then it's Mm -hmm. like swaps out here being like, no, fuck that shit. That's actually not true. Um, And it just makes me feel so excited because I think sometimes some of the reasons that I don't do certain organizing is because I don't feel like I fit in. I'm like, I don't see anyone that looks like me. I'm not excited Mm -hmm. for this. Um, and so I'm hoping that just like our, pre- without, without tokenizing us, right, that right. our presence, that our existence, that people seeing us will help folks like shift um, the the first image they have when they think about a sex worker um, mm-hmm. to like folks that are folks of color and folks that are queer and folks that are empowered. Um, I feel I just feel super empowered to be in this position. I feel like my whole life journey has. This is a bit sentimental, but my whole life journey has culminated through me being here. And it just feels so right. And I really want to, like, work with y'all and, like, fuck shit up Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) in, like, a radical way.
1: I love it. Yo.
2: I feel, like, I feel so much the same about, like, this is, this was the next correct step for me. It felt like the next move for me Mm -hmm. when I talked to, like, my friends and other organizers and I'm like, hey, you've been in this shit for a long time. How do you? How would you feel if I was here doing this and getting that, getting the validation from those people, the people who run orgs that I really respect? Mm-hmm. They were excited about me being here, and that made me excited too. Because I'm like, damn, this must be what I should be doing.
1: Right. Right. No, I know the feeling. Um, I think a lot of people really didn't see it coming with Swap as far as like, this is what the new leadership uh, is going to look like. I think a lot of folks just were like, wait, really? Swap is doing that? So I also hope that gives us an opportunity to um, sort of like get back with some other sex work communities. I know like people have uh, have had reservations about Swap in the past because it was so, um, you know, like white, cisgendered. Uh, Sex workers, so I'm really also hoping this is a great time to start coalition building and community building with other sex workers. So, yeah, but you know, when it comes to things that uh, SWAP does, um, I'm super excited that so many of our chapters are, you know, getting back into stuff, even, you know, despite COVID, which uh, fuck Rona, honestly but um getting back into doing things like outreach and having events and hosting events and so um what are y'all doing for De- your December 17th events like locally do you know yet
2: okay. we have talked about it a little bit because now we have a swap Dallas and they're still very new but the organizer is not new to being a sex worker and the needs of sex workers so it's it's really awesome shout out to Swap Dallas <laughs> But I think we had a couple things in mind, but it's, you know, with coronavirus being coronavirus, it's taken a lot of wind out of those sails, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, we're trying to think of more restorative things that folks can do at home and feel like they can be a part of without having to leave their homes or worry about mitigating any kind of safety or distancing situation.
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, I don't know. Are you, uh, you helped last year with planning Chicago's event, right, Velvet?
3: Yes, I did. I didn't do it as a SWAP member. Um, I did it through the nonprofit that I worked at um, and kind of closely aligned with um, support hosts. But it was a multi-organization effort. And it was really, I mean, it was lovely. we ha- It was so fucking cold. <laughs> um, but we did the vigil outside and read all the names. And, and um, it was led by a person who I just absolutely adore and was really able to make that space um, you know, like tragic, but healing, like right such a heavy space. And then we went indoors and like did fellowship and there was like massages for folks. And I got to meet a lot of the folks in the uh, Chicago Swap chapter then. And so it was, it was really nice. So I'm looking forward to helping organize it as a SWAT member this year.
1: I think the funny thing is that I saw you there and I didn't know who you were. And I didn't talk to you because I didn't know who you were. but we were like both in the same room at the same time for like 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) yes yes
0: it was but I was also
1: like I was also like super crabby like I'd gotten there like all late and I couldn't find parking and it was like one of the days I had to use my cane because my joints were acting up, but I had to like walk so far <laughs> to get there from the parking garage, mm. and I was like so mad. For the first like ten minutes, I didn't talk to anybody, and yeah, so you, you didn't miss much. It wouldn't have not have been a good first impression <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh God. But next year, that's like the worst. <laughs> next next time we can <laughs> we can hang out and do it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um. Because we don't have a Michigan chapter, and I feel like maybe we need one, so I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, that uh, would be right. Yeah, because, you know, I'm moving. And we so. just got a new chapter, right? Yes. I do right, Alexandra? Oh, okay. Maybe? <laughs> I forgot where- What? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. Okay. What did you say? You oh, said, um- we got a new chapter, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Ohio is getting a new chapter. We're just waiting on the final stuff for them. Um, Las Vegas is getting a new chapter. I think there are whispers or some other places who are wanting to get chapters. And it's really cool to see people mobilizing, especially during this time when it's so fucking needed. You know, having all hands on deck is, you know, it's really serious mm-hmm. for, for this time. But it's great to see people step all the way the fuck up. Yes.
1: It's kind of amazing, I love actually. it. I love it. Um, Now, in your chapter, or the Dallas chapter near you, do they do a lot of outreach?
2: Yes. um, We do outreach at our track, but we're also doing outreach to people individually, and sometimes Mm -hmm. orgs will contact us, like Project Prosper or Swap Behind Bars, and let us know that somebody is in our city, and they might need help, Um, so a lot of our energy goes towards that. We also protest um, the leader of Swap, Dallas, Kimber. She goes to all the protests that are going on for Dallas and lists them online. And she's, yeah, she's definitely in that shit. And we're excited to be able to do more. Right now, we don't have a lot of people. So it's it's us and like five or six other folks. But it's slowly but surely building even during the pandemic, which is also very, very chill.
1: I love that. Um, can you uh, swap-splain for us? I like the term swap-splain. I'm just going to say it because I like it. Um, what outreach looks like um, when you do it? <laughs> like what Because like, I think a lot of folks hear outreach, but they don't really know what that entails. So when you do outreach, what does that look like? What are you doing?
2: Well, it looks different for every community, but the way I've done outreach in the past is uh, we organize and figure out what the needs are for the community that we're serving. If we don't know what those needs are, then doing a needs assessment, and it's anything from a survey or talk to people that are already doing the thing that you're wanting to do and see if they have any information and be able to bend their ear. But usually um, what I like to do, especially the first time out going to a known track you know you go there with either like money or some, you know something in your hand you'd be like here here you go uh let me know if you need anything else is there something like i can bring you next time i'm here and sometimes they'll say yeah bring me a pack of cigarettes or they'll be like hey i got i got a baby can you bring me some newborn diapers and it's like yeah i got you newborn diapers okay pack of cigarettes what do you smoke you know kind of thing because it's not just like here's a bottle of water it's like, take <laughs> fucking bottle of water. It's not going to do shit for me except hydrate me, but not hydrate my fucking bills. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Like, trying to work, having cigarettes out on the track that's that's something to do. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Right. Um, little portable chargers, those are also really awesome. Because you don't have to go find somewhere to go sit and charge your phone. Because most restaurants are fucking rude. And they won't let you sit in there. Mm-hmm. You have to buy all this stuff. And even if you just get a drink, they get all piss-pissed because you want to charge your phone. And some people just need a place to have electricity for a minute, and they should just let people fucking do that thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, How about you, Velvet? Do you do a lot of outreach, or have you done a lot of outreach? And what does it look like where you are?
3: I've done some outreach here, like um, helping volunteer in the past couple years, and it was, like, going out and... Yeah, I think I wasn't part of the planning of the outreach, so I think... of the foundational aspects that Alexandria was talking about happened here already like kind of assessing what the community needs Mm -hmm. um and and so by the time I joined it was like we were passing out barrier methods and clean needles and and Narcan and things like that um particularly I mean it was really insightful for me to like really understand like there are so many sex workers like we are really out here Mm -hmm. um and it's just like the ways that we are invisibilized so like I started doing outreach in my neighborhood I lived in in Chicago had no idea that there was like so many sex workers here and got to like really become friends but particularly a lot of folks doing street-based work and so it was really good to not feel like hey, we're coming in to tell you what you need but to be able to find the resources after they, like after individual folks are like these are the things that I need um, whether it was like doing more GoFundMe or coming out with literal physical resources it was really, um, it was good
1: Yeah, I haven't done outreach well, I especially with COVID. I'm like, no way. I'm, uh, I, I just can't go out for outreach. I haven't done anything, um, since I was in Seattle, which was fun. Cause I actually got to go out with, um, green light project or project green light is it project green light or green light project. I don't know. Hmm. Green light project. Green light project. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I, it was really cool. I got to go out with them and it was, um, I think just interesting getting to do outreach in like a completely different location. Cause of course, you know, I'm in the Chicagoland area, and they're in Seattle, so it was like, oh, like a whole new city, new environment, everything. So it was really interesting um, to get to see the way that they did outreach. And uh, I actually, like, I don't know if y'all have seen, like, their, um, like, the room where they store their uh, outreach materials. But, like, that is, like, goals as fuck, honestly. <laughs> it's, like, it's so well organized and there's just so many, like, great things in there, and everything's, like, all organized and labeled, and I'm like, every Swap chapter needs this <laughs> for outreach, so that's, like, I would love to see every Swap chapter be able to have stuff like that, I think that would be amazing, um, but yeah, so, and then, of course, you know, when it comes to Swap, we don't, obviously aren't just doing outreach, um, you know, there's a lot of other stuff we do, too, as far as working with chapters, and then, um, you know, also keeping people up to date on things, do y'all find, like, outside of, um, like people who are directly like in sex work or allies of sex workers and whatnot, do you find like folks outside of those circles have any idea of what like what sex worker rights news looks like? I feel like nobody knows what's going on ever.
3: No, no, absolutely
2: not. Right <laughs> so yeah, like, now, like, I'm still. Don't. I usually have to have a conversation with somebody because I've you know been that person at parties where people are like, you're a whore, and I'm like, well, actually, if you don't do full service sex work, you need to get that word out of your mouth. You know, they don't even know, like, baseline things they're supposed to fucking know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I swear, like, I'm trying to, like, tell people, like, that we can't, um, like, like the Earn It Act passed, but I'm still trying to explain to people, like, why FOSTA was harmful, and I'm like, I feel like I've done this, like, 20,000 times. And also, yeah, you can't go around calling people names and, like, explaining what sex work is. Like, I don't... <sighs> it makes me tired sometimes, you know? <laughs> but yeah I just I would love to see uh us be able to like as an organization be able to um get more like information out there so that like people don't have these like basic ass like intro questions just like does that make sense yeah definitely yeah I don't know I can't uh
3: I mean my back my background is in training and education so like we can collaborate and I can like create a curriculum and we could figure out where to go from there but I would love to
1: do that kind of shit Oh, that would be fucking amazing, we should totally do that How come every time we all get together and talk to each other Like, it ends up with somebody having a new job to do? <laughs> that like, every time? <laughs> where some motherfuckers have too many ideas <laughs> Let's have a conference Let's make a curriculum
0: <laughs> Yes yeah. Every time Um, hello So, uh So, so let's say I'm, um dave you know dave over here in minnesota and you know i look on the internet and i see uh whoa there's there's problems out there with uh with sex workers what's happening here What what's the first thing that dave needs to learn that isn't gonna come from some anti-sex work propaganda source
2: Honestly, the hmm. first thing that that human being can learn is to listen to the lived experience of sex workers and experienced organizers. Because those are the people that are in those, you know, those threads, those comment threads online trying to get folks together. And they don't want to listen to it, <laughs> even though it's a lived damn experience. So it's really hard to, <laughs> to really combat that if you've never actually lived in it or have done any preliminary research all okay you know, yeah. reading books uh you know like surviving sex work and stuff like that we can offer that but honestly just listen to people
3: yeah and i would say to add to that just like there's like this like weird misinformation of sex work and i'm just like bro, like at the end of the day we're just working we're just trying to pay our bills and we're paying our bills not even with health insurance and so just i would be like just like like step back from all of the assumptions um that you've made and all the things that you've seen on tv and just look at it like any other kind of job that a person could have because once you do that you're like oh this is not really that big of a deal i don't know why i made this such a big deal
0: i don't know why he adored so much (laughs) uh just a note um we're getting cloud to ground lightning out here with lights flickering So the program, the live broadcast might be interrupted, but I can use a uh, backup internet source. I'm actually going to link that now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The weather just got really
1: wild all of a sudden. Um, But... Yeah, I, I think a lot of uh, a lot of the problem when it comes to talking about sex workers is that people uh, have so much stigma going into things, and I think a lot of that is intentionally pushed because we have you know like lawmakers who are pushing uh, lies about sex workers. We have all these fucking um, anti-sex work organizations in the rescue industry, and they're really like I think preying on people's goodwill. I guess if that makes sense. By pushing the study like, oh, everyone who's in sex work is a traffic victim. And the average age of entry into prostitution is 13. And everyone has a violent, abusive pimp. And, you know, all these sort of things. And, like, if that's... Shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> and if that's, like, your perception of, um, you know, what sex workers are before you've ever talked to a sex worker, I think that's really going to, like... a Uh-oh. Oh yeah, keep going because you're for the archive Okay But I think that like, you know, that sort of It creates like that stigmatized perception of Who sex workers are And how sex workers live and behave And so it's like I think really difficult to overcome that, to talk to someone and be like, no, here's actual sex workers. And here's what they say about their lived experiences, you know, and they're not all the same lived experience and not everybody um, has been trafficked and not everybody has, you know, this, uh, the, the, the stereotypical abusive pimp. And, you know, even if folks have come from those situations, that doesn't define the entirety of who they are. And I feel like a lot of, people don't know that because like the propaganda of like the
0: rescue industry is just so fucking strong you know what i mean
1: if that makes sense Uh oh someone had to call back in
0: um uh, um the other individual can you still hear us uh-oh okay keep going for the archive all right
1: well i guess this is just gonna be see i told y'all it wasn't gonna just be me it was we were gonna have guests so, I didn't, so y'all didn't have to just listen to me by myself but it turns out mother nature or the goddess of irony or whomever has other plans oh this is
0: lovely it's okay. hail. that is okay let's see how this goes uh there is hail coming down now that's fun All right. And uh, we are back. We are still getting cloud to ground lightning. It is um, July 9th in another climate change summer, more sea level rise, more sex workers rights, more swap agenda. Go ahead and swap splain some more. (laughs) all right
1: sorry it's a little wild with this weather but anyways i completely now that i'm sidetracked i forgot what we were talking about oh right um things that people should know right um so if you have never talked to a sex worker before what is something you should know like what, what 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 should we be telling people
0: Oh, okay, nothing uh, Yeah, so like, no, yeah you, you guys, well, you guys need that funky Negro music to get you jumping. That's all I've got. Really? Some. Oh my <laughs> I'll turn up the bass there. Mad
2: ethnic in here. I was <laughs> 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 like, "Damn, Tony Pedagras, like, oh shit." <laughs> there
1: we go. Really? Really?
0: Yes, ma'am. I'm here
3: for
1: this. <laughs> So is the
0: first part just completely gone? Oh no, I'm I'm gonna edit that out, but I, I will leave the, leave in the storm stuff because that's interesting. I like breaking the fourth wall. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, we are back with Swapcast. We have Alexandria and Velvet on, uh, two of the new directors of Swap USA. Um, So, yeah, anyways, we were talking about uh, things that people should know about sex work, about sex workers, Um, you know, as far as uh, how stigma works and how um, marginalizing folks works and how pushing people out to the margins because um, you don't necessarily approve of their lifestyle and the impacts that has. So, um, did anyone uh, have anything they wanted to add on to that?
2: Nope. Nope. Yeah, I feel like...
0: But I agree. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Right. Now, when um, like it, like for uh, so you're with a uh, swap, so some, uh, you know, again, the, the the random person, the one that you know, they they read the Huffington Post, they think they're doing a good job, <laughs> right? They they voted for Mayor Pete, they think they're doing the right thing, right? They they watch Rachel Maddow, <laughs> they they think they're getting the raw stuff, you know. They're tuning into Chris Hayes. They think they know what's going on, but then they need real info. And they come to, and they're like, "Oh, let me go to Swap," and they meet um, Alexandria. And you explain to them, like, "What what does Alexandria do?" And um, and why is it important? Yeah.
2: Basically, what I am, I like to think about myself and how I describe myself to the chapters is. I'm the, I'm the guy behind the chair. I'm Penelope from Criminal Minds, but I'm also Reed from Criminal Minds. You know, I am, I'm all of those things, I'm all of those things, damn it. But it's essentially like being a liaison between them and national, but also just making sure everything is organized on our side. So anything technical we'd use, uh, any forms, thing that's chapter business, it's my business but I don't assume to know what's the best thing for their communities. So I hope that they come to a meeting with a good idea of what that looks like so I can help them with those goals.
1: That's awesome. And how about you, Velvet? I feel
3: like I'm the person, like, behind the scenes, you know? Like, I'm laying the concrete down and putting the bricks on it and y'all making the bricks with me and telling me if bricks are kind of... i Actually, I'm no longer committed to this uh, metaphor, but, you know, I just feel like I'm behind the scenes. I'm doing, like, a lot of the grant work so that we have the funding to have resources and to continue programming, and I'm doing, like, budgeting and making sure that we all get paid and, like, the necessary parts of an organization that might not always be glamorous, but it's also, like, the things that I really enjoy.
1: Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I mean... It's not glamorous, but it's definitely necessary, because we would like to get paid for what we do. <laughs> um, and, we also, yeah. uh, yes. and we also want to make sure that uh, chapters can get money that they need as well when they put in requests for things like, you know, like December 17th events. I know uh, we do like mini grants for things like that and, you know, send out some swag. Um, I really liked those, uh, the the LED little like tea light candles we did last year for, de- or last year for December 17th. I, I thought those were awesome. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: But, yeah, so, I mean, I think that the stuff, even though it is behind the scenes and people don't, you know, see it as, like, the face of SWAP necessarily, I think it's still incredibly important, you know? So, yeah, I appreciate the work that all y'all are doing. I know it's been um, somewhat stressful, both because there's a learning curve and just because also the job is stressful, but it almost seems like it makes it, like, a double stress, right? So, like, trying to get it all together while dealing with something that's inherently... um difficult. So, but I think y'all are doing an amazing job and I'm like really grateful. I get to work with both of you. You're both amazing. I love it.
2: So. thank you. I love working with you both. It's just like, it's just really refreshing to work with people that are grounded and really believe in the, believe in this, believe in the work. And because when you are a minority, when you are a black person, you see what racial disparity does from a very close damn view Mm -hmm. and other people who aren't black do not understand what that's like Mm -hmm. they don't get it they have to read books they have to talk to professionals they don't have a lived experience where they would even understand a nuanced thing like racism like racial disparity what it's like to advertise in a world where you can only advertise yourself as black because you cannot pack as any other race mm-hmm. because you know that's going to affect your wallet you know that clients are less likely to see you because you are brown yeah and those those kinds of things are the things i want to help i want to help folks with it's like racial disparity should not be a problem within our organization period Oh, I completely white agree. white people and non-black people need to understand that the label we're doing has a fucking limit to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, It has a damn limit. We are out here. We've lived our whole lives black. <laughs> and for someone to explain racism to us as if we don't know is insulting, among other things. But yeah. it shows me that they don't have an understanding and they're not ready to understand yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, what do you say that, do you think um, it's because they're not ready to understand or they don't want to be ready to understand?
2: probably column a and column b because it's you know it's this educate me educate me educate me because you want me to hold your hand through this thing with because you don't want to experience the uncomfortability and it's like i'm not going to be a magical negro i'm not going to make shit pretty and (laughs) and tell you you is smart and you is kind uh go read a book get out of my face there's so many professionals online that are black people that have written books and studies and documentaries and webinars and YouTube videos, fuck. See has some shit on racism. There is stuff everywhere, especially right now, mm-hmm. where they know it's going to affect their pocketbook if they fucking don't. Yep. I yep. just don't take kindly to people yelling at black people about things that we need to do when they have never spent a day being black. They don't know what it's like. That yeah. that shit. That's that bullshit.
1: Oh, I agree. I very much agree. Did you have any thoughts on that, Velvet?
3: No, honestly,
2: there's nothing I can add. <laughs> I was just, like, snapping my fingers the
1: whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be... a you know, um, passionate dog. <laughs> I think that's going to be fun with the social media is, um... Like, of course, obviously sex worker-based, but also moving things to more, like, social justice-based in general. Um, it's been, like, interesting okay. getting some mixed reactions about some of the things I've been sharing. Um uh, <laughs> like, some people are, like, not pleased that I'm sharing, um... Things. Like, I was sharing, like, updates about, like, Breonna Taylor and things like that. And folks were actually gotten to the, um, to the DMs and were, like, mad about it. And I was like, well, you can go fuck yourself. This is what I'm doing. So, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, um, interesting. you was great. Oh, sorry. Honestly, who's mad about that? Um, people who were like, this is about sex work stuff only. I'm, like, trying to get away from all this, like, racial stuff because, like, it's a distraction from sex workers' rights. Right. So,
2: um, um, I have really bad news for them. I don't know if they're ready to, if someone should tell them like, <laughs> that white supremacy is literally everywhere. Oops, look under your seat. There's some fucking white supremacy. It's there. Like, yes. Uh, you can't escape it. And if you think you can escape it, you have so much privilege that you barely know what it's like. So you probably don't have any black
1: friends. Yep.
2: Yep. Or know anyone black for that matter. Or yeah. watch Blackish on ABC? Like you, you don't know anything, do you? Damn.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> please don't let Blackish be your racial education, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's level one. That's like
2: big,
3: like that's thirteen oh one. You know, get get
1: an
2: education. But also, I need them to watch Roots on Thanksgiving too. Damn it.
1: <laughs> Roots on Thanksgiving. All right. All right. I can fuck with that. Yo, yo,
2: Roots on Thanksgiving. I need them to watch it. I need them to understand who the NK they struggle and shit. They, and i out here knowing what the fuck happened to this to homie. They haven't even watched Roots. I need them to watch fucking Roots. And I need them to watch one Tyler Perry movie. And not one that was filmed as a movie. I need them to watch one of the plays. Okay,
0: okay. I'm, I'm here asking for hard shit. <laughs> They can watch Roots and then read about Elon James White's Thanksgiving.
1: Ooh! Why are you so fucking yes. shady? Because
0: I, I don't
2: like shady. it. Shady, ugh, like...
1: Wait, are y'all familiar with that situation? No. i read about some of it, too, but I'd be on the
2: internet. I'd be at yeah. the crib on the
1: internet. Yeah, so he basically, he's a black man who is married to um, a Jewish person and basically, like, was using black women for all this emotional labor to tell them how sad he is that his girl—I think it was then girlfriend—before they were married—that his girlfriend's wife won't let him come over for Thanksgiving, but he just really wanted to keep dating her. And it was like some of the most uh, embarrassing fucking coonery and buffoonery I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn! Uh,
2: like, she gotta go. She gotta go. She gotta go. The sequel. Get out. The sequel. You gotta go too.
0: It was so fucking about,
2: embarrassing. Roots and a Gina Van Bant when I need her.
1: <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Oh my god. But yeah. So um. So yeah. You can read about Roots and then <laughs> Thanksgiving. Um. It's totally not related to sex worker rights at all. But since we're talking about movies and I am tangential as shit. Um. Y'all saw that that fucking little Candyman promo. Does it not yeah, look? Yeah. Does it not look amazing? Yeah, it looks so Yo, fucking amazing. Good.
2: Like I, it looks so good. That and Lovecraft Country. I'm also here for that. Yes, like, Lovecraft. you gonna be a white man, and their cat's called niggers. Their cat named <laughs> niggers. Don't call cat named niggers. Like god
1: damn, it's too much. It's too much. No, no. <laughs> like their white people love white Lovecraft though.
2: They do Because they're all about You know like oh, We'll just separate the artist From the art Or whatever and I'm like Bruh
1: His cat was named Nigger though like, <laughs> Right You can't really You can't get around that Like you just
2: You can't You can't unknow it And every time po- Anytime you saw a cat somewhere You'd be like Damn is that Nigger though
1: <laughs> Is that him <laughs> Yeah honestly I don't know why So many people for him so much I don't I don't get it <laughs> Honestly I don't get it I don't get it I don't fucking get it but I said that about a lot of folks, so I don't know. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, I don't get it. There's certain things I don't like. I don't get Friends. It's not funny to me, mostly because no. they stole the idea for Living Single. Living Single was so fun? much like, better. How do you not? Oh.
1: Living Single
2: came out a year before Friends, and is better than Friends. And they use the same ideas, the same concept. Man, about Queen Latifah, I'd be ready to burn down Jennifer Aniston's house. about <laughs> oh, yes. a million dollars an episode. Bitch, where? for what? Yeah, million this an episode? Episode? It's
3: so funny. Like everything that white people do is just a ripoff. on like the beauty and art that we do, and then they fucking just get all the the accolades for it. I'm like, damn,
2: y'all, this is living show, sure. cool, right? Yeah, you yeah. Know, this shows much funnier, right? <laughs> but, you know you're watching the wrong show,
3: right? Do <laughs> you just want to have a mediocre life? Because if that's the case, no okay. Friends.
1: <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, and then, I don't know. Have y'all seen... What is that uh, new show? It's supposed to be about, like, strippers in the South, I think. That's coming out. Have you seen the previews for that?
3: No. Uh,
1: what I show is it? I forgot the name. Um... I guess while I'm looking for it, uh, have y'all seen Hustlers? Was that any good? I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> it was good?
2: Actually, uh, the part that they got really right is how sex workers commune
1: with each other and how
2: our, our own little community. That part they got pretty right. That and club managers. They got that shit right, too. Yeah. Me and my sex work friends,
3: we all dressed up like big-time sluts and went to see it. And I didn't have very high hopes. Um, it was overall entertaining. There was, all, there was this underlying like um, theme of like after root of sex workers' is, like a, a desire and need to like manipulate people, which I find to be very annoying, mm. but it could have been worse.
1: Okay, it could have been worse but also I stuck wine into the theater so maybe that's why it was good <laughs> oh okay uh, well I mean you know <laughs> uh, okay the new show is P-Valley about a strip club in the Mississi- Mississippi Delta oh I've heard of this yeah yeah, yeah I don't know yeah. I don't know if I'm feeling it but yeah I don't know we'll see what happens with it yeah. Um, but yeah I don't know Um. anyways I feel like we got so off track that I really don't even care. <laughs> we are supposed to be talking about oh. swapping and it just sort of... I don't care, though. <laughs> this is called an organic conversation,
3: honey.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wine Cellar Media, Conversation Radio. It is Free Thought Thursday. It is Free it Thought is, Thursday. It's Conversation Radio Night anyway. I love it.
1: So I, guess, so I guess technically we are doing the right thing. That's good to know.
0: Yeah, I think oh we goodness. actually... We have that, don't we? Oh,
1: Free Thought Thursday? Somewhere in the soundboard? hmm You have too much stuff in the soundboard, that's the problem.
0: <gasps> you said I have too much stuff in the soundboard.
1: Yes. Oh, cool, I love stupid bullshit like this.
0: Is that what you're saying? <sighs> yes. You got some great moves, Todd. Oh my God. You dance like a white man, and I love it.
1: Yeah. I need to take the soundboard away from- Boy, just be yourself. Really? Boy, just be-
0: what? Boy, just be yourself. If people don't like it, if you're being yourself, fuck them! Let me tell you something. I just go with a girl mouth about your age. Why? Why? What? I need to take the soundboard away from him now. Yeah, House house Party 2.
1: The House Party (laughs) 2. I love
0: (laughs) (laughs) y'all.
1: Sometimes you just need a little blackness in your life, honestly. I watch
2: uh, Boys in the Hood, and I watch Next Friday. I like Friday, but next Friday I watched Next Friday, and then uh, I watched uh, Half Baked, and then I think I rounded it out because I wanted to see something cool, and then I rounded it out with Bad Boys because I didn't want to watch Independence Day. Mm.
1: <laughs> That's fine. <funny>. Didn't <laughs> you say you watched um, Boys? What, would you say you watched something? One of those with your cat? Yeah. I
2: watched...
0: Uh, he needs to fucking learn too. Shit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Phoenix married into like 300 DVDs. I start. did.
1: I did. You have so many DVDs, it's ridiculous. At pawn shop, dive hard. It's ridiculous.
2: Hey. hey, hey. <laughs> I wait till Amazon is doing some ruthless ass sale, and I get on there, and so I can buy all those digital copies. I'm like, I'm sorry. I know I'm living in the dystopia, but my disabled ass can't go anywhere. And you're damn right, I'm gonna have some entertainment. I will be entertained too. Yes. Thank you.
0: I I have a super fun with the um going in the store, like really diving, like that's all, like the uh, f- dug up fern gully. We did I was get like, fern yes, gully. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Matilda. Yes. yes. Yeah. Nice finds. Okay. But- yeah, I love Matilda. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Danny DeVito was like, it was like, yeah, this is pretty much where capitalism is going. His (laughs) character in that one. (laughs) Like, literally, that character is in the Oval Office. Uh,
1: Actually,
2: yeah. Did y'all ever watch Head of State with Chris
0: Rock and Bernie Mac?
1: I have not seen that one.
0: Wait a second. What's the name of it?
1: Head of State, and it's Chris Rock and Bernie
2: Mac.
0: Oh, yeah, that's the, the slap yeah, scene where he like gets off the train. Loud. Yes, the slapping
2: scene right off the train. Bernie Mac just slapping the shit out of people's dog shit out of them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that Yeah, that was basically leftist Twitter and every Democratic candidate in the primary was just <laughs> slapping God them. God damn,
2: they were just showing their booty holes so
0: quick. I'm like, damn, Beto, you showed everybody your
2: tank so fast, my
0: G. And that's a, that scene is Phoenix <gasps> Kalita when a when a Megan Murphy article comes out. oh God, I hate Megan Murphy. slap that shit down.
1: I hate Megan Murphy. oh my god
2: i I don't hate her as much as I hate Candace Owens.
1: I d- also hate Candace Owens
0: <laughs> like she's, she's so-
1: like what the what in robot
2: get out hell is Candace Owens like what? I cannot figure it out I'm really? like what in the Stacy
0: Dash happened to you bitch yeah oh she's a she's a Stepford coon crazy.
1: I just don't understand like she's so proud of being ignorant and I don't understand like I really don't it's just it's so ugh,
2: ugh. like racial disparity is so obvious it's not a thing people are making up nor have they made up we didn't make up Slavery or Jim Crow. We didn't take ourselves from our own continent and come here, Who's... but people immediately made us different as soon as we got to this bitch. How you experience racism? You're just ignoring it on purpose because you have money from Republicans now. Yes. Uh, how much money? How much money does it take to coon? I want to know. Where's that book?
1: <laughs> um, and then also she was saying some like goofy shit like. Um, she was trying to say like she was better than like the rest of black people because like she doesn't have like slavery in her ancestry and i was like that doesn't make you better like don't don't be that person and then basically said some shit like um so like already she's like better than other like you know the rest of us negroes over here but then was also saying some shit like um she learned about like black history from charlie kirk and i was like the right ring grifter uh, and now it all makes sense like,
2: yeah. <laughs> like it's so you didn't know about yeah. black history before then it's i don't so believe that i don't believe that to be the truth because she's too yeah, so young true. enough to have with parents yeah. that are baby boomers and there's no way in hell her parents who lived for the civil rights movement would have not told her anything because, like, my parents didn't do a whole lot of things right, but that's one of the things they did not skimp on to tell me some information about. Even if it was a, you know, a black man invented the super soaker, and I'm like, fuck, man, can I just play out outside? Yeah. <laughs> <Like> you, <laughs> you're learning it whether you want to or not, and especially, I'm sure, be, you know, I'm sure your, your parents were not trying to have you skip out on that shit.
1: Yeah, it's so fucking embarrassing, honestly. And then I think, like, she's close with one of her uncles, and he's just as much of a fucking coon as she is. It's so fucking embarrassing. Is it genetic? Is coonery genetic? Um, ooh. I think they're— Because I know she's paid
2: for by Republicans. They're giving her hella stupid money that say dummy, dumb, dumbass shit. Yeah. And I'm sure her uncle is on the take, too. It's Gotta also be. money shit, honestly. Like, how much money are you willing to pay to betray your own, like, your own morals and how the world actually is? Like, how are you going to lie and say racism doesn't exist? And you know, the fuck?
1: Like, the wild thing about her, too, is, like, how she started off, like, being, like, a liberal and, like, suing people for racism. And now it's, like, racism isn't real, really? Okay. But I think like the wildest thing about her though is that it's like you know that because she's in these conservative circles that not everybody know like has her face memorized. Mm-hmm. So you know like people have said racist ass shit to her at these fucking like Republican events yeah. she's being attending. Like you know somebody was like, Oh, are you the help or some like fucked up shit? Like you know it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, something that was meant to be it's just a joke. But uh-huh. it's not a fucking
3: yeah. joke. Yeah, yeah.
2: And then whacking like, like, along, like <laughs> telling, funny when you disrespect me it's just a joke anything can be funny it's like no 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 it can't be that's some dumb edgelord white boy shit not everything can be made a fucking joke something a goddamn joke because you're disrespecting somebody's existence while you speak it out loud that's punching down that's not funny it's not a joke yeah that's
1: the way that's y'all propaganda. season food yeah that's, no, that's propaganda. a joke. What'd you wait? What'd you say was a joke? Uh, the way they season food. Oh yeah, that's a damn joke. I was I've I got thought- a fucking
2: one-hour special on HBO just the fact how they season their food. Goddamn.
1: Yeah, I think her edges are also a joke. They they're just never taken care of, and that's <laughs> how you know she doesn't have black people around her who love her. <laughs>
3: Her hair. I saw a picture of, like, a white, like, girl, like, maybe teenager, and a black girl, and they were holding guns, and they were, like, kind of reactionary or something, and the black girl's hair was just, like, fried from perms, and she looked unkempt, and, like, all the comments were, like, bitch, are they keeping you hostage? Like, blink one is, two, <laughs> like, being held hostage, and yeah. I just think about that all the time.
2: <laughs> okay, I Wait, still was that that segment from Good Morning America? Where they're trying to do homie hair. I just on the internet. Oh my god, it was like a Good Morning America. And they have the stylist. They're like, oh, do a cute hairdo in so many minutes. Oh. And they took homie hair out of her curls and like
1: rushed through it. I remember that.
3: I've seen that. That shit was hilarious.
1: I think the funniest <laughs> thing to me about uh, Candace Owens, though, is that she said she uses PERT plus on her hair. And I'm like, that explains everything. PERT plus?
2: Plus. Point point one point one megan andrews per plus on hair longer than two inches. Find one. Oh, take the wheel. I'll, I'll fucking wait. <laughs> you told me you don't. You put per per plus. What else you put in there? You do a what? What? She don't want my carol's daughter because she's obtuse to racism and her own fucking edges. Like what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> You don't want to use a heat protectant. You're just going to go straight in. I mean... You're just going to blow dry it straight with nothing in it. Just fresh, just raw, vegan hair. Raw, nothing vegan hair? Damn. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet she don't wear a bonnet or a scarf, because that's what her edges tell me.
1: And that's tea. It's true. It's true. Let me
2: true. go ahead and get over $4 for a fucking bonnet, please.
1: Somebody, damn,
2: can we get, can we get a hopsy started for Candace Owens and get this bitch a bonnet?
1: <laughs> I think she has bonnet money. I think her husband just wouldn't let her wear one. Mm,
2: oh, yeah. I think like, oh, I don't want you to look like, I'm sure, like, all the white dudes I've ever met are like, oh, you look like a slave. And I'm like, wow, that's literally how you get beat the fuck up. Like, why would you say that? But also, white dudes in the early 2000s were bold as fuck. Yeah. And they're still bold. They're just quieter about their boldness. But then it was perfectly acceptable to be like, uh, I'm not attracted to black women. And just say that shit out loud and mixed all kinds of company. Like, don't matter who's listening.
1: Yep. It's just an acceptable thing to say. (laughs) It's wild, honestly. It's fucking wild.
2: Because I get like, okay, you're not attracted to me. That's fair. I don't think I'm everybody's fucking cup of tea. But also, have you ever
3: read a magazine? I don't know. I'm everyone's cup of tea. You know what I'm saying? No, tell him.
1: Oh, oh, I thought you had a question or a comment. You were looking.
0: Oh no, I didn't. I I was looking at you. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, um,
2: I've always wanted to know something. Yes. (laughs) Um. Okay. What is your like your wind down drink?
1: My wind down drink. Um, like, what is your drink? You're like, that's my drink. I drink it every time. That's mine. <laughs> I don't want to say it because it's embarrassing.
2: You've talked about it. I your... bet it's not. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're oh. already
1: archived. <laughs> God damn it, I am. Um, I, <laughs> I'm ghetto with shit. I drink Mike's Hard Lemonade and I put like those little like 99s in it. Yes,
2: yes,
1: So yeah, that, that's what I drink because I am trash. I don't care.
2: Oh, oh you want to hear? You want to hear this? You want? You want to hear? Uh, like you thought you were ghetto, but just wait. Hold on to your fucking hat. Uh, I like. Uh, I get like a little vodka, and it doesn't matter what brand because I'm garbage and I don't care. Uh, a little ice, and then kool-aid makes these little things like neo and you like squirt a little bit in there there's a fucking watermelon one that goes the fuck off and i put some in there just pew, pew, a little little squirt in there with a little bit of uh seltzer water and it goes off it goes down <laughs> yeah so don't feel bad my shit is so fucking like, <laughs> <ratchet. laughs> bad. I am ratchet, though. I I claim it. I don't care. I'm like, I don't care who knows. I tried to hide that shit for so long. I'm like, nah, fuck it.
0: (laughs) Now, one of my favorite gangster rappers drinks the drink that you just described. Yeah. Uh, SIBO. Yeah. Uh, That's what SIBO drinks? uh, Yeah, SIBO drinks that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, with the watermelon Kool-Aid? He'll mix Thunderbird and Kool-Aid, Carlo Rossi and Kool-Aid. He's he's just an old crip okay. and he's just doing his thing <laughs> I'm just glad wow, okay. he's still alive
1: oh my god that's funny <laughs> alright how about you Velvet uh
0: oh do we lose Velvet oh let's take a look oh yeah I had to call back in uh oh uh oh sorry about that I don't know how long you've been on, oh. uh, on hold there
3: Oh, I was like, no one's listening to me, no. I'm bougie, (laughs) so we're just going to get that out of the way. I come from middle class African immigrant parents, and they bougie as fuck, and so I've lately been drinking pomegranate, mimosas, or I make these kombucha cocktails, because I brew my own kombucha, so there it is.
2: (laughs) Uh, Actually, (laughs) no. I didn't know you had SCOBY game. I didn't know you had SCOBY game. You're out here with SCOBY. Yes,
3: let me mail you some. I I got a whole hotel.
2: (laughs) Damn, okay. Okay, I'm trying to have a probiotic in my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) If your intestines will thank you. Oh my
1: God. I appreciate that this is basically going the same way staff meetings ultimately go.
0: The way episodes of the wine cellar go,
1: also the way episodes of the podcast go, just like so off topic, but having so much fun. And it doesn't fucking matter.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought I was gonna do a comedy podcast, and no, no, let's let's interview this person running for Congress, <laughs> and then argue about who's the better rapper. That's a campaign. <laughs> we may have made him lose. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we made him
1: lose. I think no. he lost because he was running against an incumbent with way more money. Ugh. Yeah.
0: As Anthony Clark for Congress.
1: Money. Who was actually really fucking cool because he showed up to that um to like a swap Chicago event, and I was like, that's a pretty bold fucking statement for somebody running for office. Like hang out with sex workers. So
0: Oh yeah. See, we went full circle. Went way off topic. (laughs) Mentioned Anthony Clark right back around a swap event. Lots of Subway sandwiches.
1: There were so many Subway sandwiches. Oh my god. Um No, we had an event because we were trying to start um, a Southside chapter in particular because, you know, we need one. Um, And so we had like this little like summer picnic thing and he actually showed up and I was like, all right, that's pretty fucking cool. So, yeah. And then we ordered Subway sandwich platters and I had so many left to bring home and I had Subway sandwiches for like a week. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. It was a lot of damn sandwiches. But at least we hooked up the food though. Yeah, it was so many. Oh my god! But yeah, it was a it was a fun event. I'm are going to. Well, I guess I can't do it again this summer because of COVID. But maybe next year. Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm love- trying to come to Chicago. I've never. I've, I've not been there since
0: I was like a little kid.
1: Why are you trying to come to Chicago when I'm moving? Is
0: is there um? Is there anything? Uh- <laughs> I'll
1: go to Michigan too. Damn. Thank you. <laughs> they fly.
2: Southwest flies everywhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is there anything going on with um like with sex workers and and COVID-19 as far as like outreach um information oh. news regarding Oh, that?
1: Well Swap is has a um a fundraiser that's still ongoing and then people are still doing outreach. <clears throat> people are well, you know, we've been sending out masks to folks who are doing outreach. Um but yeah, just really trying to get around it is it's been terrible uh dealing with COVID, but uh
0: yeah, and I mean, and I I, I, uh, I, socialize free masks. Right now, we're up to, um, yeah, at about 200 uh, disposable masks. So if needed, we'll ship them out. Wine Cellar Media pays the shipping. That's fine. I even took a, a, a disposable hazmat suit, like whatever. Like, if they leave it unlocked, I'll take some shit and socialize it. I love
2: that. <laughs> I made a bunch of masks for some local people I've been showing since I was five. Mm-hmm. Whenever I want to learn something, I just find a book and I teach myself. And that's how sewing went. Learning Adobe Photoshop. Pretty much anything I want to learn, I just find a book, read the book once, and then I'm like, okay, I go sick, I've grokked it to some kind of fullness.
1: Um, but sewing masks has actually been kind of cathartic because
2: it's such an easy, quick pattern.
1: Yeah. Wait, when you say quick, how quick is quick? Oh, I, I can turn a mask around in like 15 minutes. Okay. Like, That's if it's a pre-cut, idea.
2: yeah. I okay. do it in, like, 15 to 20 minutes. If I'm not, like, fucking around and, like, smoking a joint and, like, going to talk to my cat and, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm just, like, sitting straight through and it's already cut, oh, yeah, a good 10 to 15 minutes to sew it together. If that.
1: That's awesome. It, I'm yeah.
2: giving
1: myself a lot of space. I got a sewing machine to make masks, and I'm doing okay, but it's, like, so slow, because I haven't s- done sewing in years. That was, like, one of the, like, the, I- I'm always in doing, like, the do-it-yourself stuff, but mm. sewing was something I have never been good at. It, so I'm like, oh, it's such a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, yeah I used one of those things that lot. you have
3: to Oh, yeah? I, yeah, I used to sew a lot, like, in middle school... So in middle school, I was like trying to live my like true dyke life and take um, woodworking, and my parents were like, "No, you can't take woodworking because you're a woman." So they made me take home ec, and I was so grumpy about it. But then I really got into sewing, and so I like I like made my prom dress and fit in high school. Damn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I got but into I that. I love that. Like, so sorry. <laughs> I think I got into that stuff because I like worked at Hobby Lobby when I was younger. And I was like, I want to do everything that they have here, and I can steal most of the supplies I need, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Statue yeah. of Limitations has passed since then. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Man, I got... Fuck Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Dude, I saw so much stuff from Hobby Lobby. It was ridiculous. Um, so much stuff. I actually had... I really got into crocheting, and so I actually have, um, like, two pirate chests full of yarn. <laughs> I just straight up walked out the door with. So yeah, that's that's who I yeah. am as a person. <laughs>
2: But oh yeah. My god. Oh, god, I wish I would have stolen more when I was working for the retail big box I worked for. Yes. I should have stole more. I should have stole more things. <laughs> besides like office supplies. Like I just went out and really sticking it to the man.
0: Yes. No, I mean... <laughs> oh yeah, like for my job, like what? I, I have a-, a two extra mallets, yeah, some more crescent wrenches. We got Teflon tape if you need it. We just uh <laughs> temporarily repaired our dryer <laughs> with some Teflon tape. That shit is fly. Like, the our, yeah. printer, our printer paper wasn't going through the printer right. Fixed it with Teflon tape.
1: He thinks he can fix anything with Teflon tape. He <laughs> thinks it's duct tape, really.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean,
2: I mean, it's not gas tape, but it's pretty good.
0: See? Oh, the blue collar has spoken. I've also worked spoken. in a theater
2: for a long time. I was a lighting technician, and I worked uh, as a costumer, but mostly doing lights, running cables, and running shows. Mm-hmm. And that was a nice gig to have in the summertime because it's hot outside. Yes, but it's air conditioned inside, and it's like twenty five dollars an hour when you're working for a civic group. That's awesome. So you, you make really good money. It's all manual labor, but like, fuck, it's good. The people you're around are really chill. Everybody like knows their shit. You know, there's people respect you off top for the most part because mm-hmm. they know shit has to get done, and there's not anyone else to do it. So if they fucking make you mad. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you have a fucking problem.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> Phoenix doesn't know what to say. She doesn't know oh where this God, is going. She keeps, she keeps looking at me and laughing. Oh, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, we're going to talk we're about swap. It's
1: like, no, we're not. We're not actually going to talk about
0: swap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, because you know, the wine cellar audience already knows you, because you've been doing casts like, Geez, you gotta have, like, 50 episodes of that by now. Yeah. Yeah, like, we've done so many sex workers' rights episodes. We did banking for sex workers. We did. We've done a gang of this stuff, so they they kinda already know. Um. Uh, what's your, you said, uh, smoke a joint and talk to my cat. What's your cat's name? His His name is Kirby
2: Aloysius LaRue. He's a Leo. I got him from a rehoming website. Uh, the owners claimed that their allergies got worse, so they needed to get rid of him. But I am having a hard time believing these Whole Foods ass white people. I'm pretty sure they lied. But either way, he's actually a pretty great cat. Minds the fact that he's in all of our fucking staff meetings yelling.
0: Yeah. He does.
1: If you know, what, we like to see him.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> the, we have a different microphone now, and I didn't understand the range of this thing. <laughs> And it picked up the cat whining outside the office door on an episode. Yeah. Oh, it was Jamal's loud ass. That
1: looks like some kind of ASMR. It, honestly, it probably <laughs> would be good Jamal. for that. Yes, we do have a cat named Jamal. We also have Killmonger as well.
0: And light-skinned Killmonger. His name yeah. is
1: his name is Mace. His name is Mace. It's not light-skinned Killmonger. Like, I didn't
2: name my cat Kirby. You know, it's, of course he belonged to white people Because I'm like, oh, he must be Kirby it's From, like, Mario Brothers, right? So I'm thinking, like, you know, like, paint Kirby And really round, because he's a big cat mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no, we named him Kirby uh, Because he
1: looked Irish To us <laughs> He's fuck? an orange cat Jamal is also an orange cat And yeah. actually, we got him from someone else And they had named him Zeus And yeah. I was like, mm, no Name him uh-huh. No <laughs> That's my Dude, wait. So i have two
3: cats a black cat he's 10, 10 years old and he'll be or he'll be 10 on friday because so he's a cancer okay. and man he's a fucking cancer um and i've had him since he was eight weeks old and he's so chubby Aww. and i have this other cat she's a moon, moon named mistress fluffy so when i got her from the family they had named her miss fluffy and then she became mistress fluffy as i became mistress velvet I and love And my black cat is definitely her beta. And, like, I had a client over yesterday, and she's just sitting there chilling with us. Like, I'm beating him on the ass, and he also has to pet her because she keeps, like, bringing his hand <laughs> to her head. And I'm just like, this bitch is trying to take my
1: client. And <laughs> doesn't even pay rent? I'm just like, what? Well, that's just your doubles partner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm sure you're cutting her in. You, you see her, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm her sub. Like, what? How did I get into this? I think we're all our pet subs, to be honest.
3: Yeah. I mean. Like,
2: yeah. I consider myself, like, a power bottom, a self-proclaimed power bottom, but I swear to God, this to cat fucking runs me.
0: Damn it. <laughs> dot com.
1: <laughs> oh, you can't say that because they, they don't know the joke. You gotta explain the joke. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, we had um, th- uh, a, a nice young individual. Um, uh, He's
1: older than both th-
0: of us. What are you talking about? Nice young I, th- I think he has a paper route or something. Goes really? by the name of Tim Woodman. Found you huh? <laughs> Was on the program. Timmy, right. Young Timmy. Yeah. And, um, and we just kind of freestyled this joke of like, you could say anything.com and it could be like a, a BDSM website. And so we randomly do that throughout the day. Like you might just see someone driving wild, right? And it's like, hey, whoa, they went way over the line. dot com. dot <laughs> com. <laughs> I love so that. yes, that was no, a fun yeah, my episode.
2: com. Yes, <laughs> I, actually, I use that. I use that too, but I use backslashes, which are always a mess. Are always a mess. So it's always like you know something like you fucking made me mad.com backslash. Don't ever fucking come back here again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh uh, backslash memos backslash fuck you.
0: <laughs> I love it. That's I right. It. And you get the tea and you don't get the shade in a side cup, Karen. Dot com. Dot com.
2: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Cause the thing is like I'm pretty I'm pretty even I'm pretty chill I don't like disrespect you know what I'm saying like that's not
1: right. cute to me yes I agree 100% get cussed out <laughs> what was that get cursed out Oh yes well I mean did yeah, they deserve get, it get cussed out period I mean if someone deserves it then that's just what they deserve Yeah. yeah
2: like don't try it yeah. do not try it because like you de- ain't ready to buy it.
0: Don't act like Deborah Messi. Don't be a messy Deborah. Right? Mm-hmm. Just don't be that. Exactly. It's like act
2: more broke. Want less shit. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm just amused that this uh, episode went nowhere where I had planned, and it's still fucking awesome. So, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> This is, what, this is what happens when you get along with your coworkers. What is it, Synergy? Is that what the fuck they call it?
2: That's <laughs> yeah, gross. I feel like that's something I should call out for, and I'm not sure if I like it. You feel called out for it? No, I feel like that's something I call out for. Like, I'm oh, sorry, oh. I can't come in today. I have Synergy. <laughs> oh.
1: Sorry, I'm feeling too synergetic to
0: make it to work. Sorry, my synergy acting up. Synergy acting up. <laughs> I want to put my synergy in my mama name.
3: <laughs>
2: hmm The
0: like cops running
2: around my house, You're making the synergy bill
1: go up. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are <a> mess
0: <laughs> Oh man.
1: I hope you know you just made me laugh so hard I spilled water on myself when I was trying to take a drink. Thanks, Alexandria. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: Uh,
2: (laughs) I'm only accidentally funny. Uh, It's on the trauma.
1: Um, I'm not sure where it came from. Really? (laughs) I don't think it's on. I don't think it's accidental.
2: it is accidental because I just be saying shit I don't think about it because someone will laugh and they're like what did you just say and I was like bitch I don't know am I a stenographer for myself <laughs> the fuck
0: yeah so I, I just had a thought so there's a um uh, a swap Facebook page yes right do you think um considering that we have we, we should uh be social distancing and whatnot.
1: yes
0: Uh, maybe do like uh like live talks from, from the, the pa- swap page yeah, from the swap because um You know, the speaking gigs, you know, and whatnot, like, can't really do that stuff. Uh, Meetups and whatnot, can't really get into that unless it's, like, very social distance and uh, organized in a way, like, have the ropes and the, the X's or the squares where you stand from each other, but yeah you could go Facebook live Facebook live alright and just do like little like webinars and shit mm-hmm. yeah. see what
1: did I say earlier every time Ooh. we all get together somebody ends up with a new job like a new task to do yeah yeah, yeah because we have so
2: many ideas we're idea ass yeah.
1: motherfuckers but it's a good are. thing we are so idea <laughs> we have so many ideas
3: but I also have this thing called depression <laughs> yes
2: <know you're> real <laughs> same 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 <laughs> I really want to do... Have y'all ever played Jackbox games? Like, you don't know Jack, and... Like, oh. they have a like Quidditch. Quibitch. Have you played any of those? I don't... Oh, i played Quidditch. Or, no. Quidditch? Quidditch, I think. It, it's, like, something like that. Quick Twitch muscle? So, it's a Jackbox game, and they have it on different platforms. So if you have Steam or, like, a some television that has a built-in dongle like an amazon fire stick or like a roku some situation like that or pc um they have games and they're all party games but the cool part about it is that you can connect to the game from your phone so if you stream the game on steam people can play that aren't in your living room with you
1: oh that's fun and i
2: would really love I would really love to do that with a chapter because it would I feel like it would be so much fucking fun
1: that would be that would definitely be fun
2: oh we should totally do that
1: huh are you down because
2: it's just like it's it's easy enough to stream it to a television like I know how to do that fucking thing I, I like it's so much fun and it's something you can do at a distance. And even if I did it like once a week, like setting it apart wouldn't even be difficult. It's like, here's the link. If you want to do, want to come on Twitch and play with us, here's the link to Twitch. But honestly, we should have a sex worker Twitch. That would be the shit. Uh, It's like, (laughs) watch me farm in Skyrim for five hours straight. Put it (laughs) to Pornhub or something. (laughs) Black Sim fucks the land for 30 minutes straight.
1: Dot com. back home (laughs) this is why they don't let you this is what happens when you have too many negroes together this is just
2: this what happens black sim rides a dragon for 10 minutes straight
1: (laughs) um are you are you gonna be trying to
2: fuck up the porn algorithm
1: that's hilarious are you gonna be on the next chapter call you should totally bring that up
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. I will. See if they like it. I also could send them an email. I don't know. Whatever they want to do. We need stuff for our own morale. Because our jobs are hard. Shit's hard out there. It's hard for everybody. It's especially hard for black people right now. People who are marginalized. People who are disabled. Trans people. It's a lot of heavy shit fucking happening. And the part about my life where I get the most joy is finding levity in small things. Mm-hmm. and yeah. whether it's playing uno with my wife online like we both play uno on the uno app and you can play in doubles and we go in there and run the fucking table nice. and talk shit and we're both on facetime playing uno together on a fucking app long distance because she lives uh, like three hours from me mm. and it's and it's great it's like such a cathartic
1: time Yeah, I think we were supposed to do um, like sex worker movie nights, but we only had one and like just never scheduled another one, like where anybody could come watch it. I think they did that over um, what was it? Zoom. We were still using Zoom at that point. So yeah, we should totally start Uh doing more stuff like that. Oh yeah, because I
2: have HBO, Stars, Showtime, Lifetime, Movie Network, Shutter, BET Plus, Prime. I think that's it. Okay. I, I feel like we can find something good. Oh, fuck you. I feel like we can find a fun movie. I also have Disney Plus. That's right. I was like, wait, I have another one, I swear. And Hulu and Netflix, of course, because I'm, you know, a millennial. Of course, I yes. have Hulu yes. and Netflix.
3: So I refuse to pay for Disney Plus. Um, and last year, my partner was downloading the DeLorean or whatever Star Wars shit. Oh, Marvel, the Mandalorian, yeah. And we did a all the time, like, just watching movies mm-hmm. from whatever website, but we got two or three emails from, like, at saying that uh, we accessed these Disney Plus movies or shows illegally and that they mm-hmm. would, like, you know, get rid of our internet if we didn't, and I have never had that, like, happen. I was like, oh my god, um, who uh,
2: snitched? Uh, your ourselves. computer snitched on you. yeah. Honestly, Your computer snitched on you. Uh, this is—I mean, this is a good time to tell people about VPNs. <laughs> VPNs. Yeah, we end up doing that.
1: Yeah, I'm honestly I'm, not even surprised. If I'm you not... wanted to hypothetically
2: get a thing, have VPN. If you're a sex worker, you gotta have VPN. Wait, Period.
0: Do we have that in this household? No, we do not have a VPN in this household. Uh, should we get that like now? Probably. Is it like a family? Hell plan?
2: yeah! You can get one through Proton Mail.
0: Proton and there? it's a really great one.
2: I yeah, Proton Mail has one. It's part of their mail package.
1: Oh, is it really? Uh, I believe
2: it's the. Mm-hmm. You can get because there's different levels, and I believe it's like the ten ultimate level has the VPN option, or you can get it all la carte, I think. So
1: I need to update but my Proton like account. Looks. Is what you're saying? The interface is fucking clean. Okay, so I have to update my Proton. Got it. <laughs> is there like a thing where, like it... a family plan or something no no. oh everyone like, gets an individual one I'll, I'll show you when
3: we
2: get done
0: yeah that okay. sounds neat yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you get, get your VPN
2: it. also yeah. it's really fun if you've got your VPN on and you're on YouTube and you have a YouTube account with commercials because it'll be commercials from whatever country that yes. your VPN is
0: showing you in oh that's and it's fun. so fucking
2: fly
0: that is fun Okay, so I don't I don't have to see the McDonald's chicken ad commercial targeted at black people, so I can hear that smooth R and B music. rims.
2: <laughs> I fucking hate that shit because it's just so fucking trite. It's like, who are you selling this goddamn sandwich to?
0: Oh yo, like, I remember back when um when a lot this? of when chain restaurants were like all getting Wi Fi at the same time, going into like 2010. I lived in Florida, oh, and I went into a uh, uh, Bojangles Chicken, and their Wi-Fi name was "Oh Lord, love me some chicken."
1: Oh, the name Jesus! No. Christ, a cross. Yeah. Oh no!
0: I didn't no, know what no. screenshots were then. Fucking <laughs> <That's
1: laughs>
0: terrible!
2: Wow, it's already called Bojangles Chicken. Jesus Christ! Like insult to goddamn injury terrible they should have just call, called it will you tap, tap dance for me they should have just called it that Yep. or and... yes is the password <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, i wouldn't have went in but those florida lightning storms are too scary i wouldn't stand at the bus stop in a florida lightning storm i'll go inside any building
1: yeah i mean that's kind of legit though yeah
0: <sighs> i don't
2: miss the smooth r&b chicken commercials I mean, I have my plight with the Popeye's lady. Like, everyone in my life knows I fucking don't like her, but I have my reasons.
0: Oh, I think yeah. that's legit, though. Or one I, I've probably mentioned a million times. the uh, It's around, like, 2005, and I'm watching a program, and commercials come on, and I don't have DVR yet, so I have to watch them. And uh, it's a Burger King commercial, and it's an uh, an illustrated animated chicken but it had uh, (laughs) spinning rims for feet. (laughs) Why? Why? Just as tacky as can be. We love to see
1: it. Oh, this is fun. I realized I don't have my uh, proton. Oh, there we go. Okay. I didn't have my uh, proton password memorized. All right. Fixing that right now
0: be real hard not to say proton pack for me.
1: Proton pack? I'm,
0: I'm corny like well, that. Well, that's what
1: happens when you upgrade your account. You get the proton pack. Oh, that's neat. You get that proton pack, though.
0: <laughs> you playing in that
1: proton pack?
0: Then you can catch Vigo, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what's your favorite commercial? Oh, shoot. Like
3: a... <laughs> I have an... Annuity, but I need cash now. <laughs> oh, JG Wentworth,
0: 877 I need cash, I need <laughs> cash
3: now. That's
2: my favorite shit in the whole world. The JG
0: Wentworth I one really? I um
2: I don't... I mean that's that's that one though. That's a hitter every time JG Wentworth. That's a banger. That song still slaps, period. <laughs>
0: I, I don't remember what the product they were at or service they were advertising was, but the the commercial was a guy at a job interview and on the desk is the uh, the boss's name and it's D-U-M-A-S. And it, he's just calling him dumbass over and It's just a super cut of this guy calling him dumbass. And then he's, at the end he says, it's Dumas. And I'm all... Oh, it's for... It's for uh,
2: American Airlines, I think. It's like "Want to Get Away,"
0: right? Oh, okay. Isn't that it? Yeah, it was on one of the old rap tapes because we used to record rap videos a lot in the '90s on VHS tapes. And it was one of the times where somebody Dang. forgot to hit pause and recorded a commercial break. And so now that commercial break is just archived in your life.
1: <laughs> I'm a, like I
0: swear it's
1: an
2: A&W root beer
1: commercial. An A&W root beer commercial yeah okay um i think i think just because i'm from chicago i have to say it the fucking eagle man which nobody probably knows that one but yeah Mm
2: -mm. (laughs) we have something similar it's uh the hawk and it's this white guy and it's oh my god the lawyer i don't know cocaine oh yeah that's texas baby that's right where i'm from four words honey and he's out here like you need a fucking lawyer yes that guy is hilarious (laughs) yeah that in the uh, little caesars commercial where the dude's standing in line and the person at the front is like yeah you could just pick up or your delivery or whatever the fuck they do and he's like there are no rules there are no rules and he starts taking off his shirt oh my god put your shirt on there's
1: some rules. are still rules. That's hilarious. No, Eagle Man was for car insurance, but it was someone dressed up in an eagle costume. And, like, but it was no. weird because it was Eagle Man, but he would lay eggs. And, like he, would, like, he would, like, stand on top of a car and, like, squat. And then, like, they'd pan away and pan back and there'd be, like, a big-ass egg there. And he'd be like, look at those low rates. No. It was, like, the corniest fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. I
0: don't care. I don't oh, wait. care. The egg. You just reminded me. Okay, um, th- this also is specifically to my 12 years living in Florida for some reason. It was a appliance store. And it was clearly a couple, um, Asian man, I don't know the specific, and a white woman. And they're clearly a couple that own an appliance store. And they made new commercials, like, every month.
2: Yeah,
3: You
0: know, but saying most of the same lines. But as as Mm -hmm. it went on, it was like, dude, he has a cast on his arm. And then, like, she has, like, an eye patch. And then he has a cast on his finger. It's like, what the fuck are these two doing and just still making these commercials? So it wasn't, like, one commercial. but It was just, like, a year of these two people having different injuries.
1: That's kind of funny. I would actually like to see those. Um yeah. yeah. There you go. So yeah, I just sent y'all a little sum, so um about Eagle oh, Man. man. Oh. Yeah. Oh, cute. oh, my god. oh my god. So <laughs> anyways. Yes, bad vintage die. Chicago commercials. <laughs> what the...
0: Um
1: yeah. Oh
2: my god. That picture is already offensive. I've already offended. <laughs> Already, I'm. You know what? Because you made me look at that, you get to enjoy this as well. So fuck you, enjoy it. You don't have a choice. That's gonna,
1: how it works. I'm gonna have to that's link that's these twice with the episode. <laughs> yeah. Texas Law Hawk. Yes. Okay, I have seen that guy. All right. Okay. Yes, I have seen Wait, him.
0: I remember Texas lawhawk.
1: <laughs> Texas lawhawk. Yeah,
0: that's us. That's right, that's where I live. <laughs>
2: Not just Texas, but in the city where he operates.
1: Are you really fucking playing it? Why is he on a
3: ch- Brian Wilson! Texas law hawk! Brian Wilson! The- oh my god! Texas oh law hawk! Oh my House. god, this audience. Talent of justice! Talent of justice! Do wheelies! <laughs> Brian Wilson, El Halcón
0: de la Ley.
3: Brian Wilson,
0: the Texas Laha! <laughs> right, gosh. And then, like, in the video, they're like leaving a party, but it's not really furries because he only has on the animal head. Maybe it's working class furries, the rest of it's on layaway. I don't know. This is furries for the people. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Being a furry is expensive.
2: Oh. Shit. You gotta oh, be out no. here like if you got a full first suit, you either sell or you part of the bourgeoisie. I love that audio. <laughs> oh gosh. Fucking Texas Law hawks are so much like just the hawk noises are my favorite part. Like, just fuck everything else
1: that's happening. The hawk noises. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much.
0: Oh, my God. Like, that guy. That just <laughs> that guy. And remember, this was one of those things where, what, this says uh, 2015. I'm pretty sure these were out before that. Yeah. Yeah, these are older than 2015. Oh, yeah. And it, it's just like, you know what? This is probably the direction America's going. This guy. Yeah. Again, like I said, with Danny DeVito's character in Matilda that that guy like literally donald (laughs) trump is like every white man that's why everybody recognizes something in him they don't like (laughs) i mean that's accurate
2: honestly oh no yeah Ooh. yeah it's not every you know white men want to see themselves reflected back in media or they don't feel good or whatever
1: yeah You know,
2: because most things are made for them because they act like babies when something changes, and they're like, how did you make this person a girl? It's like, wow. All of your fragility is wrapped up in a fandom. That's a choice. That's something, isn't it? What a way to be.
1: (laughs) That's kind of funny.
0: Damn, it is is 8.20 in the p.m. It is. Holy shit. I've got to go... uh... I gotta go drive some Skyjacks around in the morning. Oh, uh toxic masculinity story. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, an individual that was very afraid to get on the Skyjack Yeah. got on the Skyjack anyway because if he tells the boss he's afraid, he'll just get it reassigned. Yep. Like, there's, o- there's other cats that have done that. You know, like uh, the cat I work with, Felix. He's yeah. like, I'm not getting on fucking skyjack and they keep trying to put him there and he's like no and i'm like why give felix a different job for the day but he gets on anyway and his job on the skyjack is to watch the hose while i drive and ascend and he's too busy looking up and looking down and doesn't watch the hose and breaks a piece of equipment
1: oh that's fun
0: that's my first equipment break and it was brought to you by toxic masculinity
1: well he's- you can't tell people you're scared of stuff if you're a man. Like, that's one of those, like, fellas-is-it-gay situations. Like, uh, you know, can't, yeah. do, um, can't do that.
2: Is it okay that I took a trot every time you said skyjack?
0: Sky- yes. Oh, that's a fair deal. Yeah, because if you're around me, you're going to hear those words a lot. You're going to hear skyjack, machine, crescent wrench, Allen wrenches. Where the hell are my stainless steel safety scissors?
1: Seal bar.
0: I need my crowbar. But where is Skyjack. dot com though,
2: because that's what I would want. <laughs> people jerking off the airplane bathrooms. I fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. it's people butt ass naked changing tires on planes. I don't care what it is. People, I just want to. It.
0: All right. Butt ass naked. All right. The butt-ass whole ass. Listen to
2: planes to change the tire and shit. Skyjack
0: right and while they do what they talk about uh, they talk about populism <sighs> it's kind of turned to the oh, camera yeah.
2: <laughs> I would have a conversation about egalitarianism while we change the tires on the uh, 747 butt ass naked let's do it
0: <laughs> oh my god I love it I don't know how this is going to be one whole episode I don't know either I don't know this episode had thunderstorms yes uh, music yes we had a negro music instrumental moment for like 60 seconds we did that's a bit of a long time for radio mm-hmm. we had jesus was a white man too a megan kelly clip mm-hmm. that came in mm-hmm. dvds dvds goodness gracious the lawhawk mm-hmm. teflon tape Lawhawk. Yeah, yeah you said sell- So if case anyone forgot sex workers outreach project. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, swapusa.org, right? And you can also you can go there and cop some swap swag, right? Yes. Yeah, and it's a um and, it, yes. and it's a charitable donation so you can rock it back on your tax refund, right? Yes. Hey, that's fresh so you can get one of these swap mugs, mm-hmm. right? Have yourself a nice proper cuppa. You know, put put some brandy in it. It's okay. Put some brandy in it. Well, fuck yeah! it's I mean, Sunday. It's for Jesus. Yeah, put some Crown in there. We won't tell. We're yeah. not snitches here at Swap USA. I think Crown Vanilla actually is a creamer for coffee.
1: I think so too. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a legit I one. think every
2: whiskey is a creamer for coffee.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, and okay. I think uh, reefer. Well, we should we should just have that. That should have <laughs> been socialized. <laughs> correct why am i still copping a reefer just saying my distribution agent doesn't wear a mask anymore
1: oh that's what,
0: booty what's happening
1: Ooh, yeah i got to oh, i got to wow.
0: sanitize the bag when i get in this fucking guy all right y'all well, i think we're about done right yeah. yeah yeah it's a recreational state go fuck yourselves everybody <laughs> All right. I mean, you put you put too many ethnic people in one fucking space together,
2: and expected us all to stick to a fucking timeline for talking.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, there is no timeline. There is no topic. It's just it's fucking free for all. Yeah, there's plenty chilling. of dead
0: air where we're all just like, yeah, all right.
1: <laughs> just too, too many
2: negroes. Too <laughs> many negro conversations.
1: I mean, that's kind of what happened. <laughs>
0: Shit, I love it. All right, so just make the next one. All right, you, you, wait, you folks seem like you chill. Just come come back to the wine cellar again. Can you come back next week?
2: Uh, yeah, I could fuck with that. I know I'm on vacation, I'm supposed to, like, take a break. But this is fun, though. It's not, you know, doing work that makes me sad or emotionally exhaust me. This has been really
0: fun,
2: yeah.
0: honestly. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, because I'm I'm not somebody from The Guardian getting a quote. I'm a, I'm a nigga from Sheridan Avenue. I'm here. I'm chilling. Hey. Hey. hey, hey. <laughs> I
2: appreciate that. All right. I'm just trying to be a chill nigga, you know
3: what I'm saying?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, all the time. Indeed. So let's go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm going to hit stop on the internet.